welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. Today we discuss Destiny, Rise of Iron, the weekend's box office top five, and if there's time we'll dig into some movie reviews. My name is Todd Stoll, and I am joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Hi. Hello. That's a fun game, Destiny. It's been around a while. Yeah, but it's still pretty fun. And the um, sequel isn't coming out till next year. What's the sequel? Destiny Two. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do next. I guess I should have looked that up before we got on the air here. Yeah. Um, so what's great is uh, we took a look at Destiny the Collection because I don't think Todd's ever played the game before. So this was like a great way to completely immerse yourself in the entire game. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was uh, sort of, the gameplay is so well done. The transitions between scenes is well done. The writing is very well done. The animation is very well done. The gameplay is very smooth. Um, the only criticism I think I had was it was unclear how to jump worlds initially. And you had mentioned when you first played it you know, some time ago that you kind of ran into the same problem where it was unclear how to get to your ship once you were sort of back in the... You, you just got to remember your ghost, that cube... Right. ...that follows you around, your companion. Right. Did you know that the voice of the, the ghost when it was first released was Peter Dinklage? Hmm. It sounds like... They, some, yeah. they changed it out later, Is I it think. Is it want to. I don't know. I, I just think they didn't want to go and keep getting him every time there was a, a new release which they've had three or four of them over the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm surprised it's taken them so long to come out with a sequel. Is it just that they keep adding more stuff? They kept adding more stuff, and yeah. why not? Yeah. It's I mean, easy enough. Yeah. I mean... Because, um, I mean, the fact that this is really nothing more than a bona fide expansion pack, but they were nice enough to include the full game with it, is, is pretty sweet. And you sweet. can just buy the um, expansion pack if you don't want to go through all that. Oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell people how do you start or play the game? What's the point? I mean, I can be specific. You, the first thing is you got to create a character. It's not huge customization, but it's kind of cool. You can either be a, a titan, which is kind of a, a big-ass warrior, um, a hunter, which is more of kind of a stealthy, stealthy assassin, or you can be uh, a warlock that, of course, can do a lot of spellcasting and stuff. So I was... Previous time I played it, I was a Titan, and I went with Titan again only because I was so comfortable with his um, powers. Basically, he's got like this fist, like Incredible Hulk power fist that he can use on, on opponents, which is kind of cool. Do you know who you picked even? Yeah, I'm, I'm a hunter. You're a hunter. Yeah. And what does a hunter do? I don't even know. So he's really good at shooting people in the head and taking out his enemies with headshots. Um, he's definitely a marksman. And a lot of his um, his overall skills is just that it's it's the weaponry he has is very much geared at you know taking out a target with precision. So you're getting a high powered, um, not fully automatic uh, shotgun slash um, you know weapon, but you're getting a semi-automatic, which is just not firing as many rounds. But again, with the scope and the accuracy and the and as you progress the character the less recoil you have headshots to take out your enemy you can hide behind stuff and 
I'm comfortable with that. It reminds me a lot of playing Goldeneye on Nintendo 64 because it was sort of that same thing where you're scratching down behind something and popping off headshots, and it works the same way. Um, but it also works when you're being swarmed by a, a huge group of um, enemies at once. Is It's just very easy to you know kind of decimate the enemy with not a lot of effort. The biggest delay is reloading the gun. Um, and so usually you run backwards during that and then get comfortable and then take a couple shots and you keep moving. Um, but no. What, what about stealth? Do, is there a certain level of stealth with this guy? Does he disappear? No, he, no, has, he, he doesn't has have no, any really. no power. I mean, other than crouching down, he has a double jump. Which is yeah, I got that. Yeah, I think that I mine's think, more feels like he's a jetpack. Yeah, kind of. It's it's a little bit of the same. Um, so there's that, um, but no, there's no stealth. I mean, you're very much you're awoken. Um, you've been dead for years, and you're awoken by a ghost, and the ghost is your companion as the human, and it's your job to kind of clear the the area and the and the enemies in the very beginning are called the fallen and they're actually for the most part throughout called the fallen depending on which world you're on they're scouring um earth to begin with right? correct earth is pretty much decimated correct except for one city which is sort of your your like main base old, old mother russia where you is that where yeah the, your 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 main city is where you're getting you know you're you're upgrading your your equipment and your weaponry right. and your armor and and you know all these other things so this is a great game to waste time with because it's you know that there's definitely challenges there there's definitely uh areas where you are unable to respawn after being killed and you have to start from the start from the start point all over again um, which makes some worlds very challenging as I mentioned, you get swarmed by um, a lot of enemy at once, which can make things a challenge. There's co-op modes. Co-op modes. You can jump in for like three three-person firefights to get in there, and there's events that happen on the planet. Have you run into any of those yet, where you're just walking around and all of a sudden this giant ship drops on top of you? Yes. And, yeah. and you're fighting for something. You're trying to either get rid of them whatever's attacking or you're trying to stop them from building something yep. which is pretty darn cool uh there's six there's now there's a, a competitive six versus six mode which is part of the um rise of iron i think they've had that before but this is a little more fleshed out um it, it's it's a game you can like bite off in chunks every night forever yeah <laughs> i've seen gamers talking about thousands of hours into this into it well, yeah i mean one one level is easily mission right yeah one one mission on a planet is easily probably 45 minutes to an hour right now do you have any idea what the story is that's my my one interesting beef i've got a few but the one is i understand that there was this traveler this mysterious traveler who came to earth and um he brought, gave, gave it a golden age, yeah, he, right? Yeah, he, he brought prosperity. Technology. Which, as a result, terraformed uh, Venus as a, as a habitable planet and right. also Mars. Right. But he also brought something called the darkness, which was an evil that had been hunting him. Right. So something's happened to him. 
and it's basically it's been a struggle ever since the darkness has tried to take over and there's these various factions of the darkness that you keep running into like the fallen and there's like acolytes and there's these like undead things they they look very much like fast running zombies yeah fast running zombies there's um these things called vox have you run into them yet yeah which are awesome. Yep. They're robots that if you headshot them, they still keep coming after you after their head blows off, which is pretty cool. Yep. And then if you get really lucky with them, you can shoot them between, I think, like in the neck, and they'll um, their electrical circuits will blow out. Right. Um, so that's kind of cool, yeah. too. Um, the nice thing about the collection, and I think you... you you get it in Rise of Iron also, is you can level your character up to 40 right away, which means you can immediately take part in the Rise of Iron stuff. And when I say take part, I mean you're going to probably get killed a lot because yeah. it's the hardest missions. Yeah. And there's only a small set of these missions. And my, my other beef is it would have been nice if they had gotten us off Earth and given us another planet. What, what you're basically stuck in, you're, you're on the southern border of, the old, of old Russia, and it's something called the Plague Lands. So now you're journeying into and fighting in the Plague Lands with some fallen mutants, I think. And um, it's cool, but it would have been nice if they had opened it up to either another planet or another galaxy. But I don't think they were going to go galaxy. I'll bet you they'll save that for Destiny 2. Yeah, I mean... I left Earth as quickly as possible to sort of explore. I did a couple missions on Venus, and I actually really liked the missions on the moon. I'm pretty far along on the moon, um, where you're kind of burrowing deep into the moon, where there's... That is pretty cool. The surface is pretty neat, Where too, there's right? graveyards. Craters. And, 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 I mean, I think as you slowly go along, you do run into a character who is meant to at some point assist you it's unclear what her role is right there's like she's like a guardian right she or, yeah or maybe she, not. she's some sort of advanced being that you run into occasionally and and without you know playing hundreds and hundreds of hours and beating many many levels it's it, it's hard to really tell what her role is um you do have to go back to you know your home base fairly frequently to try out new weapons to upgrade your equipment to um talk to your boss talk there's yeah. a guy there that you can talk to and he'll throw something he'll give you a little something usually yeah. it's nothing it's yeah um, but also to take uh, some of the enchanted artifacts that you've collected and turn them into you know real armor or weaponry um, it's also where you can get bounty missions, which is fun. Um, Have you done one yet? I've done one. And so tell me what happened in that. I, I died, and I, and I couldn't make it through it because it was so hard. What did you have to do? What were you trying to do? The bounty mission was to go and, and, and this particular one was to go and collect and piece together a device and bring it back with you. Ugh. And the problem is, is that at every turn, it's just another swarm. And I just, you know... With the, I, I think you need to have more advanced weaponry than a level 40s weaponry because right. it's just I completely ran out of ammunition and couldn't reload. Why? And because you're shooting 
the sort of undead zombies, and they don't leave any ammunition right. for you to pick up. That's why you got to have that Hulk fist. That came in real handy for me because you just start throwing punches and they're I mean, done. I mean, when you run out of ammunition, you have a um, a machete that you can wield. Oh, really? And That's you can cool. Go and you, yeah, and you can That's definitely cool. take people down, but it, there was just too many. It's just, it's just overpowering, so I couldn't make it through that one. Um, I think it's meant to be far more advanced. I think you, it's when you're really up to playing the iron missions that you can you know, maybe hold your own, but right. not right now. Well, that's cool. I, I think what we need to do, though, is um, play it another two weeks and then come back and once again take a look at where we actually gotten into Ironhide because the collection um, also contains the Taken King uh, the expansion too of House of Wolves, The Dark Below, and the original Destiny game. There really is a ton to do. Uh, would you consider it repetitive at points? I mean, I think there is definitely some rep- repetition after playing the missions, six or seven, eight, nine, ten missions. I mean, I think that there is to a certain extent, but you can yeah. just jump around planets if you're right. bored. I mean, if you're sick of something. And all the planets look great. Yeah. I mean, the That's vi- one of the cool parts about it. The visuals are phenomenal and have you run into guys who just decide to start like other players who just start shooting at you because they're jerks have you done that yet i do it i've I've run into that multiple times but they don't hit you no they don't hit you but it's like what are you doing man so you know what i do i like bow to them have you done that yet i've i usually sit on the ground (laughs) and cry or, or i break dance and I unfortunately did have a dance session with another player, and I, I'll admit it. It's it was fun. A, it was a little, yeah. Okay. It's, it's silly. It's a little weird, but it was, um, but that, that guy then hung out with me for the mission, and it was much easier because I had a guy watching my back. Yeah, and, and, the, and the weird thing is, which I sort of found with the one to three player options that you can do mm-hmm. kind of per mission is you really don't need to play with them the entire time. Like, you can just come into come into an area where there's somebody already there and kind of help them mow down right. whatever, you know, badness that there is, and then they just run off and do their own thing, and, and they've helped you clear the area. Right. But it's not like you have to go into, you know, a waiting room and wait for two other players to join you, and then halfway through the mission, somebody bails out, and now you're down now to you're two. you're stuck again, yeah. It's, it's very much that if they're there and they're also after the same objective then they're there to help, but for the most part, and you see players running around constantly. Most of the time, I have no idea what they're doing because they're clearly not following the mission. They're just running around. Um, but at that point, it does make it sort of unique because you're not required to have people help you. And you and, and that's the beauty of it, I think, is that it really is a first-person shooter game that re- doesn't really require assistance to play. I think as you get into the harder levels, it definitely makes sense try to team up and melee through things but you know, it's not a requirement right so overall we're still liking it i think it's great it's fun it's a huge time time waster um i'm not bored with it um and i think that the harder the levels it's going to be really interesting to see like how what yeah well like and and as you beat a world or as you sort of quote unquote take back or conquer the world what do you get as a result of that? I think you know. You and I have talked. The biggest challenge is how do you get past level forty, which right. is where we are. And apparently, I don't think you can. I think what happens is you're at forty and you keep gathering light points. Okay. So I think that's what happens. I should have read up more on it, but 
and these light points continue to accumulate, but I don't know. I think the, the light points are in the 300s, but I'm stuck at like 285 or something. I actually got up to 290, but that's about where I'm at, I Did think. Did you die and lose some? No, I don't think you can lose that. I think Maybe I'm in the 300s. No, I'm not in the 300s. I'm in the high 290s. Yeah, that's so. about where I'm at. It's fun. So anyway. Cool. We'll check back. All right. Sounds good. We'll take a break. Be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. You're up. It's movie review time. You're up. Because you didn't watch any of them. I won't watch Clown. Well, wait a minute. We're... We're getting in front of ourselves. So I, I, I had I really like Halloween. Halloween's my favorite time of the year. No kidding. So I found um, three movies that are getting me into the Halloween mood, kind of. So the first one uh, from Anchor Bay was Clown, and this is great because first of all, it, this director um, John Watts, he's now doing the new Spider-Man movie, the whole franchise. But he did this little film with. Um, Hostel, uh, Eli Roth, that dude from Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's about a father, a kid, kids having his birthday party, and um, the clown doesn't show up. So his dad happens to find a clown costume. His, his dad's a real estate agent, and he finds his clown costume in this old house he's trying to sell. And he puts the clown costume on, and it's great. Everything goes well, party's a success. Hey, hey, hey. He can't get the nose off the hair off or the costume off and as it goes on and on the guy starts losing his mind because it starts becoming part of his body i think you know where it's going it's great and and there's a there's a a major flip in it that that's even cooler so i i highly recommend that so that's pretty cool next one up is um the Shallows with Blake Lively, and it is a, a shark thriller. So it's not necessarily a horror film, but it is scary. It's so funny that, that there's an actual genre now called shark thriller. Right. It's definitely not Sharknado. Is it, is it Deep Blue Sea? It, it, and it's not Jaws 2. It's, it's not Jaws, but it's pretty cool. I mean, she gets, she's like 200 feet away from a beachfront she was um surfing surfing and she's stranded on this rock and there is this awesome shark just coming after her for roughly uh 87 minutes and it's pretty (laughs) cool but it's a digital shark it's for the most part a digital shark now steven spielberg would have loved that there is a reason why she will not win the oscar for this they did not go full effort and put a real shark in there you think that's the that's reason. the whole reason? That would have been kind of difficult, considering what this shark does during the uh, actual movie, which I'm not going to give it away. But they they do include an extra, which is cool, and that's seven minutes. They look how they they show you how they built the digital shark, which is neat. And this is even better. There's an eight minute featurette on on a, it's just about sharks and and why why a shark will attack and why it won't attack. So that's a good thing kind of educational it's scary but it's educational now this 
this other one, which is awesome. It's called The Wailing, and it's from, uh, you probably never heard of this. It's from Wellgo USA Entertainment, and it is a South Korean supernatural thriller. Awesome. And it is really neat. There's this bumbling detective in this small uh, fishing village, I think, and he finds out, uh, his police department finds out these people are being infected by something. And they, they literally just go crazy and they kill their family members. And there's this mysterious Japanese guy they think is involved, but they can't prove it. So a lot of this film is about figuring out who this guy is, what he wants, and if there's something more than meets the eye to him. By the end of this movie, you're thinking you're in the middle of The Exorcist. And that's all I'm going to say. It gets that cool. There's a little girl involved, the detective's little girl, and... And um, it's really neat. Those South Koreans, man, they can bring it. They can. Bring I, I it. mean, I've never seen a South Korean horror film before. It's pretty well done. Yeah. No, I mean, they've definitely, they're outputting some really good stuff. And this film is 156 minutes long. <laughs> this is a slow burn. I mean, this, the director, I'll butcher his name, so sorry, Na Hong Jin, does a great job of setting this film up, character build, everything you'd want to know, and it, it reaches really a great climax at the end. Could he have cut down the 156 minutes? He could have. I yeah. think he could have. Yeah. But, you know, it was enjoyable to watch. This is his, uh, this is his um, signature. You know, American horror films, are, it's so easy to just plop out a 90-minute jump scare, oh, yeah. and you're done, Yeah, right? And you, and, it, and you usually double your return, right? Double or triple it. You, you have 7 million, and you're already making 28, 30 million. People love horror films regardless of the time of year. Right. And it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. And, and that's the one genre that is so interesting because the worse the movie, sometimes the better it is. I mean, look at Evil Dead, for example. That movie's a joke. I mean, it's hilarious. But it's great. But it's great. Right. It's so it's so fake and so over the top. You just love it. So anyway, those are just three of a prequel of many I'm going to be reviewing soon. I'm going to actually do a whole horror roundup in an upcoming episode of of great horror TV that's come out recently. So we'll see what's going on there. Awesome. Looking forward to it. You know. No, you're not. I'm, you hate horror movies, don't you? I don't. I know. I don't mind. What's your favorite horror movie? Hmm. Probably Friday the Thirteenth. You're kidding. Really? Yeah. Of all the great horror movies ever created, like the original Wolfman. I mean, I, I like Halloween. The Halloween. The, the John origi- Carpenter's the Halloween. The original Halloween. Like, or The Exorcist. Love The I Exorcist. Mean, okay. I mean, you live in D.C. You, you have to like The Exorcist. You yeah, know? But I'm from Chicago, so yeah, no, I don't have live, to like The Exorcist. You live here now, and you know they shot it in Georgetown, so... Yeah, I've seen those steps. Those, yeah, I've, really I've been on those great. steps. And let me that's tell you cool. something. Those are really steep stairs, and you can get winded going up those stairs. Creepy. There's a, there's a lot of them. It's awesome. I think, and, and the funny thing is, is no one knows it's there, and I will drive by and be like, oh, yeah, exorcist stairs. Oh, really? You yeah. Know, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's right there in the, the house right next Little to known. it. Little known. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got. And, well, you know the biggest horror that's going to be coming out on DVD soon. <laughs> You know what? All right, we're going to go on a tangent here real quick. Uh, did you see Saturday Night Live? I did. The whole thing? Uh, or did you yeah. peter out at the end? 
Uh, no, I was in it. I one was... the last one of the last throwaway skits um, was about women in film. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There were four actresses that were talking about their experiences in filmmaking. Right. And one of the actresses was an older actress um, talking about the golden age of Hollywood and how much fun or not fun she had doing that. Now, that was Kate McKinnon, right? Right. She was really funny. She was great through the entire episode. But she was really great there. She had great dialogue. She was probably improving a little bit because the other cast members were breaking up during it. She was really funny. Yep. You know what she really wasn't funny in? <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters. That's right. I can't... That was sacrilegious what they did to her in that movie. Well, we're going to get the extended cut. That's right. And we'll figure out if it's maybe they should have just left the movie alone and not cut it. Right. Which, you know, that's happened before where, you know, yeah. Superman versus Batman... Yes. You felt like the director's cut was a, a more Aliens. Aliens. I, it, I don't know. I could go both ways. I like both versions just right. fine. Um, if you get a chance related to this topic, the new season of South Park really goes into Are Women Funny? It's probably one of the best seasons I have ever seen those guys put out. There th- were three into it. It is phenomenal television. Uh, that they have put together. It is some of their best work. I have not seen South Park so I, in a long time. In a lo- and, and, I, and I don't think you need to catch up on it at all. Start it out. You, you, you'll, the only thing you need to know is some of the characters that you saw are not there anymore, and there's different characters in their place, but they're secondary characters, and it doesn't right. matter. What, what about the talking turd? Is he in there? Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo? Yeah. No, I haven't seen him, in, seen, okay. haven't seen him yeah. in a while. But... Oh. Um, it's really, really good Good what they've done this year. And it ties off. They, they, In the very first episode, Eric Cartman is, you can't tell if he's making fun of or if he's being legitimate, the idea that women aren't, are or aren't funny. And references Ghostbusters saying, well, guys, it was funny, and everyone thinks he's being a troll. And you have to kind of go through the season to determine whether he's the troll or not, and it gets back to internet bullying. I mean, it's very topical, and they, they go over the presidential debates that just happened. It was really, really well done, some cool. of the best work that they've done. So to circle back to the whole Ghostbusters thing, there's a reference in there. We will watch the extended cut. I will complain, piss and moan about <laughs> it extensively for weeks on end afterwards, which is probably great necessary. It's and it's my Halloween it's horror. It's a theme. That's your horror. It's, it's my horror. But so. it's a real horror. It's not an enjoyable horror. That's the whole point of and my horror. They just killed any additional movies, which sucks so hard for me. Right. They're just done. They're never going to do another one again. I can't. I just, not in a long time. And if they do, then somebody sold themselves out to make a sequel to this one because it was so bad. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Community's Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. We're back. Top five? Top five. Top five what? Top five movies that just closed out. Miss uh, Perigene's Home for Peculiar Children. This is Tim Burton's movie. So Isn't it Peregrine? 
Perigeny. Perigeny? I think so. There's no way it's Perigeny. We're going to spend five minutes trying to Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, you think is Miss Perigeny? Well, it's just, you know, it's late. It made a lot of money. Yeah, 28.5. Not great. <sighs> this sounds like a Chris Farley interview. Deepwater Horizon, which I'm shocked was second. I thought for sure that movie was going to crush it. Got right. good reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, good reviews. Audience gave it good reviews. Just 20 million. Right. Number two. But, you know, kids' films kill it. Magnificent Seven. I'm bummed. I like the original. There's no reason to make it. I think they're gonna make budget. What was budget? Ninety, and they're at. They're six, gonna make they're, budget. They're at. I see. Almost yeah. sixty-two. Storks. Never heard of it. That's still Andy, making money. Andy Samberg's movie. That's his animated vehicle. Kelsey Grammer. Okay. Is in that as well. Um, Sully. Impressive. Impressive. Hundred and five on a sixty million budget. Not a surprise. Good for Clint. And uh, Masterminds, which opened this week, which was the Zach Galifianakis oh, and yeah. Christian Wig uh, slash that looked Owen funny. Wilson movie. And it's not making any Which money. did not do particularly well. That's a well. bummer. Considering um, how much Neighbors 2 made, it's a big bummer. And then Suicide Squad, which is still number 11, at $320 million <laughs> for a movie that nobody liked. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't even know what to say. That's ridiculous. All right. What's coming out? On Blu-ray yeah. this week, Swiss Army Man, which the uh, is the Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano uh, epic about a uh, man marooned on a desert island and using a um, gassy corpse to escape. <laughs> That's serious. It's really good. And you liked it? I liked it. Okay. It was way out there. Um, X-Men Apocalypse, the Prince movie collection, which I got to tell you, the guy was a fantastic musician, a visionary in music, uh, an incredible instrumentalist. But, but certifiably was, nuts. But not quite there with filmmaking, okay? That, <laughs> that is going to be a slog, I'm just telling you. Uh, Purple Rain's okay, but uh, Under the Cherry Moon, Graffiti Bridge. How long is this? All three. It's three movies. Oh. In one. It's a trifecta. Now, hopefully, we can focus on the music and not the plot. So, we'll see. Uh, uh, The Twilight Zone, the complete series, of course. You cannot go wrong there. Awesome. Now, two collector's editions for horror fans. John Carpenter's The Thing. And the original Carrie. Nice. Fantastic. And um, Penny Dreadful, the final season. Boo-hoo. It was a great show. Ice Age, Collision Course, which, of course, probably made a buttload of money, right? Uh, it was really panned. I'm not sure it made that much. It okay. definitely was, like, the worst of the entire franchise. And Todd's favorite film, of course, Ghostbusters, the extended edition. So we're all very excited <sighs> about that. boo whether you like it or not, you're gonna. Oh, I mean, you're gonna like it. You know, it's fine. It's gonna be the extras that get you. <laughs> Only if they put the original movie as the extras. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> or if they could just like Photoshop Bill Murray into it, right? And maybe add some humor to the movie, then I could probably go for it. Yeah, 
Or or maybe they have a lot of alternate takes. <laughs> maybe they're funnier. I mean, gag reel. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's now at this point, it's probably easier for me to actually hire an accordion player to get a polka than to actually try and download <laughs> one because it's cost prohibitive for some reason. I don't know why polkas are so expensive. Does it keep going up? Yeah, I I think they know I want one. So now every time I look, you would think that roll out the beer barrel polka wouldn't cost that much. But even, you know, in heaven there is no beer, that wouldn't cost that much. But no, you know, they're raking it. So I'll watch. We'll see. It was a pleasure once again talking to you. Always. Always a pleasure. So we'll have good stuff in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Is that right? All right. Yep. See ya. See ya.